0: Call us 877 337 6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on
1: Paramount Plus. All right, 207. McMonagall here with you on the fan. 877 337 6666. You can also hit me up on Twitter at at CMACWFAN. I've been taking down all the Christmas decorations already. My wife was fast and furious this year. There was no messing around. Typically, it's supposed to be till about, I think it's the 6th, typically. But, you know, back to school, she's got to go back to work. I'm going to be in the full swing of things. I had some time off. I was able to get some good sleep over the last couple of days, so she saw an opportunity to get me to work. She was like, "No, no, no! This weekend we are taking everything down." So I took it. Right, the Christmas trees are all down. Everything's all down. The house feels empty. This is the the saddest time. It's 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 the New Year's exciting. The obviously the fo- football playoffs is around the the corner. We had the bowl games today, but it's all over now. What do we wait for? Let's be honest. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the worst holiday. It's the most. Ridiculous, made up, Hallmark to sell cards and nonsense holiday of all time. I have no problem saying it. I hope my wife's listening. In fact, I'll maybe I'll call her. I was thinking about um, doing that segment. Just wake up, Sarah, with some fun, interesting things. I'll wake her up and say Valentine's Day sucks, honey. Go back to bed. It's so stupid. It's it's absolutely made up. I, I need to, I tell my wife I love her every day. Alright, we have we have the we have our anniversary, we have each other's birthdays. What do we need? Some nonsense Valentine's Day stuff. So stupid. I hate Valentine's Day. It bothers the hell out of me. I gotta go spend cards, which by the way, you want to talk about price of interest uh, and mortgage loans. <clears throat> do you ever see how much a card costs these days? I went to buy a Christmas card. It was $7.50 for a Christmas card. Why on earth? You know what the best thing about having kids is? One of the best things about having kids is you can have them make cards. Everyone loves, you know, you get a why buy a card for mom. Hey guys. Let's get some construction paper and some crayons. I'm going to fold it down the middle and you guys are going to write, you know, happy valentines day on it, okay? Draw a picture, whatever you want. That's it's it's Noono's birthday? Let's uh, happy birthday Noono. Come on, let's get the card. What color construction paper should we use? Not spending seven dollars on a card that people, you know, don't even read or care about, they put on top of their, you know, put on top of their uh, cabinet or whatever for three days and then throw them away. Dumb. Never. I'm never spending money on a card ever again. I have two kids. We're making cards. We're in the making card business. Messing around with seven fifty. When did I? I was like, when, when did the card stop being, you know, two two thirty three? That that seems like a reasonable amount of money to spend on a card. Seven fifty, and you open them up, and they sing and dance for you. Who needs this? I don't care. It's so stupid. This company Papyrus, oh, thirteen dollars for a card from Papyrus. No thanks. The original piece of papyrus probably wouldn't cost me thirteen dollars at auction. Why I got to do this? It's crazy. Eight seven seven three three seven. 66, 66. So yeah, all the lights are coming down. Everything's down. Nothing to look forward to anymore, except maybe this baseball season. What the hell, right? The Mets might be punting on it. The Yankees hopefully are not. It's time for them to do something too. I've killed the Mets long enough. It's time to get back on the Yankees. And it's I find it funny because I remember only a few short weeks ago, not even a little less two weeks ago. I, I was, Yamasoto was still on the table. The Yankees were all in. They were very comfortable, quietly comfortable that Yamamoto wanted to be a Yankee. And everybody was cool with Hal Steinbrenner and, and, and Brian Cashman. Everybody was on board, right? Even after Yamamoto, hell, everyone was the defending. Right, hey, listen, they offered him $300 million. It was the most money per year. Like, hey, he, he just wanted to be a Dodger. I don't blame the Yankees at all. We were, we were, as much as we hated them, as much as this franchise has hated the the GM, has hated the owner, for about a three-week span there, it was like, hey, they got Juan Soto, what else could you want? They're trying for Yamamoto, they made him a good offer. like But now, as the days go by, I'm starting to see more and more Cheap Hal Steinbrenner doesn't want to pay Montgomery. They need more pitching. I thought this was supposed to be an all-in season. You can't just get Juan Soto and nothing else. What's Brian Cashman doing? Suddenly, I bet you those Yankee fans who told me all that all those weeks ago when I asked them if they were comfortable, even if they didn't get Yamamoto and how the Yankees have handled this offseason, and if they feel better about how the team is being run and the people who are running it, every one of them, yep, yep, feel better. No, listen, even if they don't get Yamamoto, I know they're in. Juan Soto was a big move, but now all of a sudden, you get Nancy. Because this pitching staff is not good enough. They need to add a pitcher. No, I mean, they could they could try and do a bullpen thing. I don't like that. I don't know how much more you can add to this offense. I don't expect them to go out and get a Bellinger or really get an impact bat. That's that's I'm not sure where that would come from or where they would play him. But they need a starting pitcher. And whether it's my plan, which would be trade still, and that's what I'm going to lead into with this Gio Urshela news. So apparently, the Yankees are interested in Gio Urshela. The Mets have been interested in Gio Urshela. I'm not sure what kind of contract Gio still can bring in, but Gio Urshela is a excellent defender. Uh, he can even play shortstop in a pinch, or, or you know, maybe two weeks if, say, Lindor or Volpe would go down with a with a quick injury or something. I don't think he can be a long term solution at short. But he could play for a quick IL stint, like I, that's how good he is defend, defensively. But he's obviously an excellent defensive third baseman. He could probably play second base too. He's just one of those guys he could play everywhere. He for a time was a was a clutch hitter. Had a decent year last year before he had a major hip injury. So I like Gio Urshela, and I would have no problem bringing him back if the Yankees are interested for a role as kind of a backup to Lemayhew. Uh, Someone who, instead of uh, Cabrera, can kind of be that utility infielder, play a little bit here, play a little bit there. I have no problem with it, but here's my thing. If they are honestly interested in Gio Urshela, and here's the positive of it, and here's what makes me excited. If they are honestly interested in bringing in Gio Urshela, then I would have to think there's no role for Peraza on this team. And if there's no role for Peraza, you can't send him back to AAA. He's proved everything you could possibly prove at AAA. It's not going to up his value anymore. There's nothing else to prove down in AAA. There's only one thing to do. If the Yankees truly bring in Gio Urshela, or even considering it and looking into it, to bring in a legitimate player, an infielder like that, that means there are real no plans for Peraza on this team, and you have to move him and moving Peraza as at least a part of a piece, if not the most significant piece, to go trade for either Bieber or Burns in the short term is exactly what I want. I want to move Peraza and get Burns. That is my the perfect fit for me, especially the way they've handled this and being all in on Soto. It's a one-year deal. I want the short term. I want the trade for the ace pitcher. You bring in Burns to go along with Cole, even if it's for one year. And I have no problem giving up Peraza for one year of Burns. No problem. That's how good Burns is. Burns is reliable. He's thrown, He's made 30 starts most every year. I like Burns. I think he's really good. He's kind of falling out of favor there. I think they'd be willing to move on from him. He's unhappy there. I know the reports are, you know, depending on the day, willing, not willing. Even Bieber from Cleveland. I don't care. I'd prefer Burns, but I'd take Bieber. I want the best. I'll take the short-term excellent pitcher. I'm all in on 24. Because I don't know if I have Soto past 24. I want to win in 24. I want to win with Juan Soto and Judge in the middle of that lineup. And I need a clear-cut, no doubt about it, number two right behind Cole. And Montgomery is a good, solid pitcher. Montgomery has a 3.3 ERA, whatever, makes all the starts. Trust him in a big game. He is not that second guy. I just don't believe him to be. I don't. Snell could be that guy, but he doesn't go deep into games, and there's something about him just that feels like it won't work here. I don't know if it's like that rant he went on about, was it about COVID and money or something during the COVID short season? He was like on video games talking to people. He was on video. He got caught on video talking over his video game headset about complaining about money and COVID. I don't know, just like whatever. Not even that it was that bad, but he just seems thin-skinned. And I don't know if he wants to stay on the West Coast. I don't know if he fits here in New York, which is totally just a feel thing. He's an excellent pitcher. So I believe me, if they sign him, it won't take much for me to convince myself he can be a New York guy. But I don't know if that fits. And Montgomery isn't that guy. He just isn't. We've seen Montgomery. I know he's been better since he left. He's a nice pitcher I trust in a big spot, but he's not that guy. I want Burns. I want to go all in. So if they're looking at Giorcella, or if they're looking at just Giorgela types, that means to me they're willing to move Peraza because Peraza is that guy. Peraza and Cabrera, I suppose, but mainly for me Peraza, is that guy that would have Giorgela's role. And if you bring Giorcella here, what is Peraza doing? So just the idea that they're interested, just the idea they're looking, just the idea that they're not going to just give Peraza this job makes me think he's either out of favor, he's either being considered for a trade, or that's what they're actively looking to do is trade him and they know they need someone to back him up. Or they know they need someone to replace him because they're actively looking to trade Peraza, which would work perfect for my plan. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So that's what I want as a Yankee fan. I want the short term deal. I'm looking to trade Peraza. I love the idea of bringing Gio Rochelle in here and being that guy. Being that super utility guy who probably plays even a little bit more than that. You know, I would think at this age and we've seen how he gets banged up, I would think LeMayhu probably needs more days off, and everybody hates that. But LeMayhu's age and how we've seen him wear down, I would probably think LeMayhu's best getting a couple of days off. Every so often. So I think Gio Rachello could play a lot. I'm sure he could even play first or <clears throat> play third and let LeMayu play first for Rizzo, who might need some days off. Like I think it makes sense to have someone you absolutely trust, who's familiar, who's great defensively, and who has given clutch performances and, and clutch at bats to this Yankee team and is loved by the Yankee team. Glaber Torres would be thrilled. He's even co-star of the the Glaber way or whatever it's called, that that YouTube. Show that Glaber started. Uh, I saw. I watched episode one, and Gio Rochelle was working out with them, their best buds. I actually think that had something to do with Gio Rochelle getting traded. To be totally honest with you, I think part of Gio Rochelle getting moved was to send a message to Glaber Torres, who they thought was a little bit lazy. But he's coming off a great year, and I think right now you want as much offense. Until they trade for a pitcher or do something for with and bolster that rotation, I need as much offense as possible. So I'm kind of off the trading the Glaber. Torres train. I don't know if it makes sense anymore, but if you bring Giorgio in here, you trade Peraza, You trade Peraza, you trade Peraza and another pitching prospect or something, and you bring in Burns, and then you attack this season, 2024. Go out there and try and win a championship with Cole and Burns at the top of the rotation and Judge and Soto in the middle of the lineup, and you hope that's good enough with all the pieces sprinkled around. And I just saw a picture just posted by my man Johnny uh not my man, but Johnny Lasagna, or whatever his name is. He's one of these Twitter guys. Yankee Twitter guy, very popular in Yankee Twitter world. He just poked he just posted a picture of Giancarlo Stanton. And Giancarlo Stanton looks skinny. Giancarlo Stanton looks in excellent shape. Um it's like at a an event with a kid, yeah. He looks really slim down and lean, especially in his face, and he just looks real lean. If G, if If Stanton could ever stay healthy, that's a huge part. There's like a couple of guys you look at at the New York Yankee team and say how they go will determine how far the Yankees can go because we know what Soto and Judge are, and we know how excellent they are. And we know Torres is one of the better-hitting second basemen, but overall, you know, an 800 OPS guy at his best, a solid guy, not what we hoped he would be when he first came up in 2019 or 2018, but still a solid guy. He's he's a solid guy. I think Verdugo can actually be really good for this team, but they don't have, like, that middle of the lineup needs that one more guy. And we'll see if Rizzo can be that guy. I'm a little nervous considering how the last season ended, but if Stanton can get back, to being a healthy, athletic player who can play a little bit of outfield, who can stay healthy, and who can you know, be a force in the middle of that lineup, that's a game-changer. To me, there's two game-changers on the Yankees, Stanton in the lineup and Rodon in the pitching staff. If Rodon can revert back to what he was a couple of years ago and be an ace starting pitcher, that changes everything. Like that, then you have your ace. You have your one-two with Cole and Rodon, which is what they thought they were buying last year. If you have that, if Rodon is an ace, and you have those two guys at the top, and you have a healthy Giancarlo Stanton in the middle of the lineup to go along with Judge and Soto, tell me again how they can't win. I love this. I really love. Same thing with the Mets. Like, I'm not saying the Mets can't win, but right now the like just add a couple of pitchers and you can. Like, I think it's so overblown. We say it so cavalierly. Like, oh, this is not, can't win yet. This isn't the NBA. Like, the NBA, you can point the teams and go, yeah, they can't win. Like, you know. Now, the Knicks right now, they don't have a, they don't have a superstar. They're not going to win. They're not going to beat the Bucs. We know it. I mean, anything can happen. Uh, you know, Giannis can get hurt or something. Anything's possible. But for the most part, they're not going to win. Baseball's not like that at all. And we're so cavalier to just say, this team's not good enough, that team's not good enough. Right now, as presently constituted, the Yankees can win the World Series. They don't need to add a single thing. They won't be a favorite, and I won't trust that pitching staff, and I'll be nervous, and I would bet against them winning it. But they absolutely are every bit as good as the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are good enough to make it. There's no doubt in my mind. Because anything can happen. And if Rodon is, is an ace pitcher, you get into a short series with Rodon and Cole in the middle of that lineup it stands healthy, of course they're good enough. And that's why I get mad at the Mets because it doesn't take much. No one's saying go in, balls to the wall, and get everybody. But you got to do something. You have to put yourself in a position where there's a chance. Because right now, I mean, listen, if they play well at the deadline, I'm sure he would do something. I'm sure if they, if they show him and Stearns, if they show the owner and Stearns that they're a legitimate force and the lineup is having one of those great years and McNeil's back to being a, a batting title champion and Limo's having a great year and Lindor and Alonzo's going off with, you know, he's on pace with 60 home runs or whatever and they find themselves a game and a half out, two, three games out of the trade deadline, I'm sure he would try and bolster the team at that point. And maybe that's where you get Burns or that's where you get Bieber. But they should go into the year with a chance to really win. And it doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much. Get a couple of starting pitchers better than Severino. Or at least, I mean, or at least more stable and more secure. Give you more innings. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with the other so fans. You tell me, Yankee fans, what do you think about Gio Urshela? And what do you think about my plan trading for a, a starting pitcher in, uh, in the short term? An ace like Burns or Beaver in the short term and going all in for 24. And the idea that if they're looking at another infielder, could Peraza be on the move? And would you move Peraza for a rental? Let's talk about it. 877 337
0: 6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
1: On this January 2nd, the day everybody goes back to work, everybody goes back to school. It's one of those things, my kids, they'll drive you nuts with this stuff. All week. All week. Nothing but for my son. <laughs> I miss my friends. Oh, can, we, can I go back to school today? No, sorry, buddy. You know, no school today. I miss my friends. I'm, I'm so bored. What can we do? Oh, my God. Well, we just, you know. You want to go to the movies? I don't want to go to the movies. You know, trying to do anything with them. We were running around. You want to go on the bike? It's cold and raining. It was, it was like cold and rainy all week. I was like, we'll try and do something, you know, this, that, and the other. We did a couple things. I miss my friends. I miss my friends. Last night, I'm saying goodnight to them. Goodnight. I'm like, school tomorrow. No! I don't want to go to, I, what do you mean? No school tomorrow. I don't want to go to school. Like, you son, all week long. All week long, you tell me you miss your friends. You want to go back to school. Now you don't want to go back to school. No, I don't want to go back to school. Don't make me go, please. Don't make me go. Like you, God, so, you are unbelievable. That's kids. They, they want to do everything they know they can't or, or won't do, it, except you know. I didn't let them watch Raw. They had to go to bed. They were up late for New Year's. Had to go to bed last night. No Raw. So we'll watch Raw tomorrow. We pl- I played the the I told you guys I played the Monopoly game forever. The WWE Monopoly game nonstop. Nonstop. And the little guy cries when he loses. I try and help him, but I can't. There's only so much you can do. It's a roll of the dice game. He sees it. He's got a four, I got a five. He knows I won. I can't lie to him. Like <laughs> it's like one of those things. Like in chess, I cannot play. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to roll the dice and and come up with s- smaller numbers. Chess I don't let them win. That's the only thing I've drawn the line. Other things I let them win. Chess, I I say, "You know what? No." Cuz chess was the thing I used to play with my father. And he God knows he never let me win. So wrestling Monopoly, I'll bend over backwards to see if I can get them to win. Playing video games with my son, I'll, you know, I'll occasionally let him win. Chess, no. Chess you have to you have to earn chess. What will be the last thing you hold on to in terms of you'll never let them win? I think chess is going to be right up there. I don't think I'll ever let them beat me in chess. I mean, I'll let them. I mean, they, maybe they, hopefully one day they're good enough to beat me. Not that I'm a world-class chess player.
0: Anymore. Right, but so there will be one thing where they have to earn it. You'll never yes. consider letting them win. What is right. that for you? Well,
1: right, right now it's chess because it's what they're into, but also I, I don't think a one-on-one basketball I would never lose on purpose. One on one basketball. Once they get older and we're playing sports, yeah, one on one I would take pretty personally. Uh, Arm wrestling, I let them beat me all the time. Um, I'm trying to think right now. It's chess because they, for whatever reason, they got into it. One year for Father's Day, you know, they were still young. My mother, my my mother, my wife bought it for me. I wanted a nice chess set for our uh, living room, so I have like a a very nice wooden chess set. And for whatever reason, the last six months they've gotten into it, so we're playing chess a lot and you know they're awful but um <laughs> they, they just want to take they just constantly want to take pieces they don't they don't have any foresight whatsoever they make it very easy you could set it up all you you set up a pawn so that you could take their queen it's very simple but um that would be the thing for me cuz my dad me and my father play chess a lot he would never let me win so that's that's probably the one thing i'll be hung up on i will never let them beat me in chess They're going to have to earn that. And then one on one once they care about basketball. Which I think tomorrow night's the first his first game of the year at the basketball. Tommy's first basketball game, so they are nowhere near ready to play a game. Like they haven't even worked on like right, they've dribbled. They've dribbled and and taken a couple shots. I mean, I'm afraid it's going to look like soccer where everyone's just going to run to the ball on defense and leave the other four guys wide open. Like, I have no idea how it's going to go. It's going to go bad. I don't know how they actually have a game schedule. They've had two practices. They haven't had one in 2 weeks because of the holidays. And suddenly tomorrow night I'm showing up to a game. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be an absolute disaster. And I'm going to try and and my son is at the point. I don't I don't ever remember me being as as much like this as he is where teachers no problem listening. Coaches no problem listening. The second we get home and I try to you know, continue what that coach was saying. and No interest whatsoever. He does not want to hear it from me at all. I'm trying to help him with his dribbling. Doesn't want any... I got it! Dad, I know! I'm like, no, you don't know, because you're not doing it. And then I got to try and remind myself that he's six years old and to just deal with it. I try my best. 877 337 So here's a stat on... Um, Michael Penix, who we saw last night, we will see again on Monday, take on the Michigan uh, Michigan Wolverines for the national championship. Um, it'll be Washington versus Michigan. And what we saw from Michael Penix, who obviously here in this town we're focused on the the idea that Giants need a quarterback. I'm sure many Jet fans want them to draft a quarterback as well. I don't think they're in that position. I don't think you do that with Rodgers on your team. But the Giants, for sure, are in the market for a quarterback. We currently have the number fifth overall pick. And Michael Penix would fall into that. And what we saw in a game uh, last night to go take on Michigan in the national championship game was all, you know, he threw for 430 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. That's all he did. And if you look at what he's done this season versus ranked opponents, he's played six games against ranked opponents. I'm I'm assuming it's including Michigan. He's he's averaged 300 yards per game. He's thrown 16 touchdowns and three interceptions. So when he's at his best against the best, when it's a big game, when he play when he plays a top six, I'm sorry, not, I'm losing it. Just the six ranked opponents, not the top six. Against the sixth ranked, the six ranked opponents he's played against this year, he's averaged 300 yards, six TDs, 16 TDs, three three picks. So when he's played ranked teams, when he's played the best teams in college football, he has balled out, and he looked great in this game. He's got a strong arm. He was accurate, and now this is someone who has now thrusted himself into the national conversation a little bit more than he did before. Look, he's someone who is runner up for the Heisman Trophy. It's not like he's some bum, and I think didn't I think Bo Nix had a, a big game as well uh, for Oregon, but. Yeah, uh, Knicks, 363, five touchdown passes uh, for Oregon against, you know, Liberty, but still. Uh, 28 for 35, 363, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, that's not against uh, a team like Texas on the biggest of stages, but still. I mean, that's another name that you've heard Uh, thrust it into the conversation. But what I think uh, what we saw from Penix last night is really going to thrust him in the conversation. He's going to be a name you hear about a lot. He's certainly a name outside of the top three where you could find yourself, if you're picking fifth or sixth or seventh, where maybe Penix is an option for you. And right now, the way he played in this game, and now he's going to get another opportunity Monday night to play Michigan for the national championship in in front of the world. And if he wins that game, and has another big game, beats Michigan, and takes a Washington team that won four games last year and takes them in one year to to win a national championship on his back throwing for 400-plus yards and all these touchdowns and played the way he did all year long against ranked opponents, finishing second in the Heisman Trophy, winning a national championship. He is going to be one of these guys you hear, Talked about, clearly. I mean, he's going to be the one moving up draft boards. He's the one moving down draft boards. He's going to have the pro days. He's going to have this. But, like, he's going to be right there. You might be watching the future quarterback of the New York Giants. That is not out of the realm of possibility. And I, for one, am all for it. Go do it. Go win a national championship. Go out there and ball out again against Michigan, a good defensive team who held Alabama to 20 points in an overtime win, 27-20 to move on to play Washington in the National Championship game, go on and beat them, beat the what's pretty much been the best team in the country all year long, beat one of the great coaches that every NFL team that's going to have an opening after Monday is going to want to be patrolling their sidelines, go out and beat him, go out and beat this Michigan team that came back, had the game-winning drive with five minutes left to send it to overtime and then ran the ball down the throat to Alabama and made a big stop on in the uh, overtime, which, by the way, the overtime rule sucks. I don't know. Like, I understand they do it all the time. I understand this is the way it's been. I understand that they're familiar with it. In some ways, it brings some excitement. But I just hate the idea of just not playing football. Like, starting at the, you know, having that short little field to score points there sucks. I'd rather just play football. I mean, I don't think it's the biggest deal. It's what they do. But I don't understand why they can't catch up to every other sport that has these different endings to the games. We get it over the course of the regular season. Come bowl games, when you're battling for a national championship, you should have a better uh, ability to play defense and win a football game. I I don't get it. But anyway, Michael Penix, with a big-time performance, has thrusted his way into someone the Giant fans now are going to watch on Monday with an eye of possibly drafting because that's exactly what the Giants should be doing. Giants need to draft a quarterback, and if they do it, I'll be the biggest— I'll be the biggest Michael Penix fan you've ever seen. I'm all about it. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Bo Nix. I don't care who it is. Giants need to draft a quarterback. Now, look, I want it to be someone they trust and believe in, but I'm assuming they wouldn't draft someone they didn't trust and believe in. So I'm all – if they take a quarterback, I'm all on board. 877 337 E. Frank in a story. What's up, E. Frank?
0: Yes, uh, what's up, uh, C-Mac? And, what's uh, up, buddy? Blessed. Uh, happy New Year.
1: Thank you. Same to you.
0: head coach of the New England Patriots up there in Foxborough declare by himself that that is his last game? Or as I talked to um, Richard Herrera this last weekend, he said that probably uh, some other team will
1: hire him. Yeah, well, I, I he will not retire, if that's what you mean. Um, will he? Will he make the statement that it's his last game as the head coach of the New England Patriots? I don't think he would make that. I don't think he likes to talk to the media. I think that I know he, he, he famously uh, handed in his resignation for the Jets on a cocktail napkin, but I would think that that news would come out in a week or so. I, I don't think that would be like a Monday firing, but you might hear it uh, all in once. There might be a trade to another team because he's under contract. There's a thought that um, there's been a thought that Washington, who obviously is going to fire Ron Rivera uh, with their new ownership. There's a thought that there could be a trade made where he could go to Washington. Uh, obviously, in my opinion, because of the quarterback situation, the Chargers are probably the best uh, available position. The best team is the best coaching job available. And out on the West Coast, I think Bill probably in his later years here goes somewhere warm, some nice weather. Uh, I could see that. But do you, if you're expecting some announcement from Belichick after the game against the Jets, I do not see that. I don't think he would. Stand there at the podium after the game and say, "I'm I'm done coaching the New England Patriots," or certainly retire. I don't think he I don't think he has any intention of retiring. He will coach again next year. Well, I I wish him
0: well, but he's been there too long, and I think he should actually retire next Sunday.
1: Yeah, I I don't agree with you. I, I think he he can't be the GM anymore. I think his GM skills, uh, really were never that great, but certainly. I would only have interest in him as being the head coach of my team. I would have a GM. I would have someone he would have to be comfortable working with. I think at that this point, I understand he's Bill Belichick, the greatest to ever do it in many, you know, it's him and Vince Lombardi. Uh, I would still, as and I'm hoping he would be willing to. I think he would. Like on some level, you have to just take a step back and go, look, I'm not going to be the GM anymore. I'm not going to run everything. I'll be the head coach. And I think... And I think he's still a great head coach. Look at what he's got from this defense. They had major injuries. They lost their two best defenders. He's playing with, you know, Billy Zappi and Mac Jones. Before that, Mac Jones is awful. Now he made some poor coaching hires. That's for sure. But like this defense has been pretty good. And now at the end of the season, when it's all over, they have played some of their best football. Right? They just beat the Broncos. They were right there with the the, the Giants. They beat, uh, you know, they won some. They won some big games. So I I don't think I don't. He's actually done a pretty good job if you think about it. As, as miserable as this thing is going to get, they beat the Steelers. That was the game. They beat the Steelers. Um, and it's it's the most losses they've had now. In obviously his tenure, but even going back to like the early '90s, like it is, it is bad times in New England. But I still think he could be. I th- I still think he's an excellent head coach, and I would hire him in a second, in a second. So I think Washington's in play. I think uh, L.A. is in play. I mean, we'll see. Do you see the thing with Tepper uh, for um, the the owner of the Carolina Panthers? At, in Jacksonville from his owner's suite threw a drink on a fan I mean you got to be out of your mind if you haven't seen the video there's a video of David Tepper the owner of the Carolina Panthers in Jacksonville uh which obviously they lost the game big uh, Carolina's awful they did have a a win last week uh the week prior should I say but um they're getting they were getting beat by the Jags let me see if I can get that score um, they had won the week before against, the, or two weeks prior to the Falcons. They won the Falcons game. They came back. That's what it was. They came back and battled back to tie the Packers at thirty, and then lost thirty-three to thirty, and they got crushed twenty-six nothing against the Jaguars. And so he's in the box, and I guess they're giving him the business. But this guy is worth twenty billion dollars. He has gone through coaches. His tenure as, as owner of the Carolina Panthers has been nothing short of a disaster. And this guy throws a drink on a fan? This guy can't compose himself? I mean, I understand that guys are fiery, right? I understand that, you know, you, you get into this business. That for him, He's not in for the money necessarily, I'm sure, you know. To be an NFL owner, you know comes with making money, and it's a it's not a it's not a bad business to be in by any stretch. But still, I mean, the guy has enough money. He didn't need to make money through the NFL. He's probably doing it because he loves the game, wants to be an owner and is passionate about winning, despite the fact he's been horrible going about it. But you can't compose yourself in a dead season anyway. I mean, what'd you expect? I understand you won the week before you beat the Falcons one week. You played relatively well against the Packers and were able to put up 30 points. And you're hoping, you know, your young quarterback Br- young, uh, Bryce Young, Bryce can actually be something as your number one pick and not just an absolute bust. And you didn't score any points and got beat by the Jags. But you are going to throw a drink on a Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Are you out of your mind? Like, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with this guy? You're worth 20 million dollars. I guess the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Is get into it with the fans and throw a drink on someone. Like, it's just amazing to me. Now he's he's run the team terribly. He hires Frank Wright, fires Frank Wright, forces him to draft the quarterback, fires him because it didn't work out with the quarterback. Like it's a disaster there. To the point where, like, they're talking to people, what kind of guy is he to work for? Like, it's that bad. It's that bad. And you reduce yourself to throwing a cocktail on someone who had something negative to say to you while you were getting pounded 26-0 against Jacksonville? Like, you can't compose yourself to just hold your head up high and walk out of there as a billionaire? As the owner of a team, you need to take it out on the average, everyday Joe fan, out in Jacksonville, no less, as they're possibly watching them their team blow a division that they should have won by hundred games. Me and Flegelman, both of us had Dexter. Had we had uh, Dexter. We had uh, Trevor Lawrence as a possible MVP candidate. They were going to possibly be the one seed, and they were right there. They were right there. They were right there, man. They 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 were a game away from being right there to be possibly the one seed for a stretch. And then it's falling apart for them. But, like, that fan base, the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base, got you so riled up, you're throwing drinks on people. Like, it's amazing to me how stupid people are. I don't know what the ramifications are going to be from this, but you got to be a moron. You got to be an absolute moron. But, yeah, so the Jags were, after they beat the Texans, they were. They were eight and three, going to take on the Joe Burrow as Bengals, and they proceeded to lose four consecutive games before beating the Panthers last week. They lost to the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Bucks. Now, yeah, Lawrence has been injured for some of those games. He's 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 really been uh, hampered by the ankle injury, but still, I mean, they were on top of the world, and they blew it. And that Bengals game was home for them, right? And that was the game that he broke out, right, um, Browning? Uh, yeah, and he,
0: Lawrence got hurt at the end of the
1: game. Right. But he wasn't playing well. Like, the Bengals were on, on a bad turn until that game turned them around. Right. J- Jake Browning looked awful, awful before, before that game. Before that game. Yeah. But they were right there, and now they're battling for the division. They're going to be taking on the Titans. And Saturday night, you're going to see... uh I just had the schedule. Uh... What's that? Saturday night's Colts-Texans. Colts-Texans, right. So the winner of that game is going to have 10 wins, and Jacksonville is going to have to play the Titans on Sunday to hold on to the division. Right now they're leading the division. I think if they win, they're a lock for the division. But Saturday night, we are going to see Texans against the Colts. The winner of that game will have 10 wins, right? They're 9-7. So the winner of that game gets 10 wins. Right now, uh, Jacksonville, same thing, 9-7. and seven. So all three teams are 9-7. and seven. So the winner of the Colts-Texans games will be 10-7, and seven, and Jacksonville will have to be playing for their division lives against Tennessee on Sunday. Amazing. They should have won that division by a mile. I mean, they should have won that division by a mile. Especially Gardner Minshew is the Colts quarterback. Mike in Manhattan, what's up, Mike? Greatest. Happy New Year, brother? Happy New Year.
0: Listen, they got to be happy it was only a cocktail. Don't forget, what, don't forget, this guy owns AEW also. He was lucky he wasn't a flying clothesline.
1: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's got uh, jumping from the top rope uh, in, in his <laughs> repertoire at the moment. He's got, he's got throwing drinks on people like a moron.
0: Right. Listen. My opinion: Belichick stays in New England because they're going to go out there and get Russell Wilson. Ooh,
1: I don't see that happening at all.
0: I, uh, you know, Washington is going to go after um, the defensive coordinator for Baltimore. They love him.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we'll see. I, that, that's plausible. I don't. He's done a great job over the last two years. By the way, I mean, he's done sure. great. He's done. incredible Belichick, stuff. You know,
0: Belichick, like you said earlier, he had no weapons. He had a bad year this year with everybody. Yeah, I mean, you, and, can't, you can't knock the guy for one bad season.
1: No, I and well, it's been, it's been more than that. Um, but don't but,
0: hang up. I got to tell you one more
1: thing. I'm just saying, right. yeah, go ahead. That's that's fine. But I think I think when you watch his defense and the way the team has fought back and still you know been in these games, I, I think I don't think Belichick's completely lost as a coach. I think What's he needs up? to step back as a GM. But I I could see him going to a number of teams. Washington, he's the only reason why I mentioned Washington. He was linked to them earlier in the year. Um, And I could obviously see him going to uh, the Chargers. Uh, I think that would be the perfect fit. But I don't think New New England's going to be in a position to draft a quarterback. They're not taking on Russell Wilson.
0: Right. Let me tell you something. I read an article today. Brady almost came out of retirement this past season. The 23. Is that true?
1: You heard about it? I, no, I, I have not. I mean, he's he's down, he's downplayed he's downplayed that at every every second. Um I don't think he was anywhere close to coming back from retirement. I don't know what the situation was or what article you read or what team he was willing to come back for. Uh certainly not the Jets. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't allow it. And I don't think, you know, Cleveland, I'm trying to think of, of really good teams, the 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 Bengals, uh, I, I, I don't think he would have come back necessarily for any of that. So I had not heard that. I don't believe that. I don't think he actually did come close to coming back. Uh, I'm not sure if a joke was coming my way after that. I felt like that for a second. Uh, real quick, Terry in a mania. What's up, Terry? Greetings
2: and good morning. Healthy, happy New Year. Oh,
1: thank you. Same to you, Terry. How are you?
2: I'm holding on. Um, I so loved what you said about Valentine's Day. Yes. And as I know, your father-in-law is a restaurateur. Yes. He must hate it. Hate
1: it. Well, I mean, I guess. I don't know if it's a busy night. If he makes money on Valentine's Day, they sold the restaurants. Well, uh, one of
2: my close friends who was a restaurateur since 1962 Mm -hmm. told me, the day she hates the most in the world because of all the people who want tables for two.
1: She limits
2: it to tables for four, and that way, she prevents if you will, public smooching. She also brings in a dance band. She brings in a a dance dance band? Yeah, in the middle of... She's got an amazingly large space. Her her father
1: bought I got you. So she doesn't love the public, uh, um, public affection. There's also yeah, probably a lot. Right. Of, there's probably a lot of proposals. And also as well. the
2: fact that they have to reconfigure the rest- restaurant yeah. for tables for two. But anyway, mm-hmm. the other thing, Christmas. <laughs> yes. My artificial Christmas tree, which I've had for forty-five years. since it was given to me when my father died,
1: Uh stays up 365 days a year. You never take down the tree? Nope, because it's my good luck charm. Okay. I mean... Okay. But then what's special about Christmas, though? Don't you think you're hurting Christmas by having the tree up year-round? No, not at all. Christmas is not a happy
2: time for me. I have too many deaths associated with it, and... I don't mean to mention no. this under the circumstances that two of my closest friends have died within the last three weeks.
1: Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that, Terry.
2: But anyway, um about sports,
1: Yeah. Quickly. You sure?
2: The Jaguars. Yeah. Let's go, Jaguars.
1: All right, let's and, go. And go ahead, please, Terry, continue. And what else? Terry, you there? Okay, no Terry. <laughs> a little bit of a bummer, I'm sorry to say. I feel bad. I mean, you know, n- never want to hear uh, recent deaths. That's sad, but I would think leaving the tree up all year round. Now, look, you don't have to be my wife and take it down the second Christmas is over, but, you know, leave it up for a little bit, but leaving it up all year, a 45-year-old tree. <laughs> you see, that it's just... What Terry just said there is very, it makes, doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Like, so he has the, and, and God bless you, Terry. But I, I, I got you, you weren't there. I would have had this conversation with you, but you, you, you uh, got disconnected somehow. But you have a 45 year old tree that you consider your good luck charm. It's a fake tree you got 45 years ago. You consider it your good luck charm, so you keep it up all year. I say to you, Well, don't you think you're hurting Christmas by keeping the tree up all year round? It's not special come Christmas time. To which your response is, no, Christmas isn't a very happy time for me. I associate it with death. So my point is, if Christmas is associated for death for you, why do you keep a Christmas tree up all year round, and why do you call it your good luck charm? Sounds like Christmas isn't very lucky for you. That's all. I'm a little confused. It's a little, you know... (laughs) Christmas is this awful time, so I keep a Christmas tree up all year round. Interesting. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. Three hours down, two more to go. We still got plenty to do. We've been talking about a lot of it, obviously. The Knicks, we started with a big win yesterday, and you saw everything you wanted to see at uh, OG Ananobi, who was exactly as advertised. Excellent defensively, played both Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns hit hit his three-pointers was 500 uh from behind the arc 3 for 6 scored 17 points on only 12 shots, uh, shots efficient defensive ran the floor made some nice cuts to the basket played multiple played uh you know the two best players on the uh opposing Timberwolves team uh defensively did everything you wanted to do Randall took over the game and that trade initially met by a lot of skepticism and anger from a lot of Nick fans, I think is going to end up being a big time surprise and a big time positive for this team. That most Nick fans are going to love this player, love his style of play, and actually, while it not being the big time trade, set them up to be better when that big time trade is finally made. They're still in position to make it, and when they do, they will be better off having Anobi, Anobi, an excuse me, than they are with Randall uh, with Barrett. And quickly, as much as we all love quickly, and it's sad to see him go, this trade sets up the Knicks to be better when they finally do make the big trade. Which I understand better follow and better follow quickly. It still has to, but you don't you don't have to do it in one fell swoop. I think this was a good move, and we saw it game one, so we can get back to that. Obviously, football. We saw the national championship game uh, get set up. It's going to be Washington versus Michigan. And we saw a quarterback play for Washington last night that may very well be the next Giant quarterback.